I'm Stacy. Hey, I'm Steph. Welcome to Harnessing Your Power, where we discuss everyday topics to break through the stigma and harness our power through self-mastery. Tune in every Tuesday to join us in conversation as we dig deep into our minds and get closer and closer to our highest self. Hello. Hi, can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Loud and clear. All right, perfect. I was worried for a second. I was like, oh no. Hey, we're here. We got it. Um, I know we kind of announced it a little bit last week, but as you guys can see, our podcast is always upgrading and we have microphones that we are now using and we are making new elevations to our brand every day um, and some new elevations to the YouTube videos coming soon too. So this is one of those weeks where we're setting up some of this new technology. So I feel like it was kind of inevitable <clears throat> for it to test us a little bit, but I'm happy that we're here now. Yes, I'm so happy and I'm very excited to be here today. How are you feeling today? I am very excited to be here today as well. This, this has been an interesting conversation to prepare for. Mm. has definitely brought up a lot of different emotions and I had a lot of different feelings before coming to this live today. But now that we're here, I'm actually really excited to get into the combo. I agree, me too. Ruby said, can't wait to see the YouTube videos. Thank you, Ruby. <laughs> yes, thank you. But how, how, are you, how are you feeling today, Steph? <laughs> I'm feeling, I actually am very much, can work with you. I'm very much feeling the same way. I feel like, before coming on today's um I feel like I dove into like a lot of research and like just a lot of stuff and I was just like I was having a lot of feelings too but I'm always excited to be here always excited to be sharing with you and sharing with everybody who's on here consistently and listening to us on the recording on the podcast on the YouTube wherever you're at we appreciate you <laughs> yes absolutely um but honestly I'm ready to just dive right in if you're ready to just dive right in Let's do it. All right. Do you want to get started or do you want me to get started? You know what? I'll actually, I'll ask you the question. Okay. So, <laughs> um, like I kind of mentioned, preparing for this topic brought up a lot of moments of reflection and a lot of questions that I was asking myself. <clears throat> so, to get started, we want to ask one of those questions to all of you live with us. Um, feel free to write an answer in the chat and we'll read it out loud. And I also want to ask you, Steph, because I genuinely want to hear your thoughts on this. <clears throat> so today we are talking about the power of vulnerability. And it's a loaded topic. There's a lot of different ways to feel about it. I think as soon as you hear the word, there's something you think of. So that's my question for you, Steph. When you first hear the term vulnerability, what are your initial thoughts? And it, does your feelings go towards more like good feelings or more kind of bad feelings? Okay, so I'm actually really excited to see some of the responses we get on this. So if you guys um, are listening, please feel free to also send your response. Um, but I feel like when I think of vulnerability, the first, my initial thought is it's a good thing. My initial thought is 
um, all positive things. And I think a big part of that has to do with the fact that a good friend of mine introduced me to Brene Brown and I kind of went down a deep Brene Brown hole of just listening to a lot of um, vulnerability talks that she's had. Um, But with that being said, I feel like the idea of vulnerability is not something that I like. And it's something that I am aware of. It's something that um, while yes, I know vulnerability can be a good thing and a lot of good things can come from vulnerability. um, It's not necessarily something I love to do. (laughs) I don't necessarily um, love being vulnerable all the time. And I think that that's okay. But the first thing that comes to mind is more um, not like the first thing that comes to mind is good things. But when we talk about feelings, um, I think more like scared. Um, what about you? And we don't have anything in the comments yet. But if you guys um, do want to answer that. Yeah, I. Go ahead. Hi, hi, thank you for joining us. Um, I know sometimes it's hard to write a lot in the chat, but just in general, when you hear vulnerability, do you think like good or bad? Just one word, good or bad. Um, I can relate to a lot of what you said, Steph, and I love that you brought up Brene Brown because I know she is someone that is one of your favorite speakers and psychologists, I think. And I actually have a few quotes from her, too, because she is the rock star of this topic specifically. But when I first think of vulnerability, it's a lot like what you ended it with. I feel like scared. It feels like something where I'm like, ooh, like, I don't want to do that. But at the same time, I do know that it can be very good for me. And I do know that it's a necessary step for growth and different things like that. So it's kind of interesting because I feel like although I know that it's a good thing, my initial first reaction is still like, I don't know. (laughs) Um, But we have some things in the chat. Amarilla said she cringes a bit at first thought. Hmm. Exactly. That that was literally the I did because that's that's my first thought, too. It's just kind of like I could be vulnerable or I could just kind of skirt around it. Katie thinks naked and exposed. Someone said bad. When I think of vulnerability, I think of a balance of both. Mm. I love that. I love that. Um, Because I think it very much is both. But I think in general, vulnerability gets kind of like a bad rep when it's actually something that can be so, so powerful. So... I actually wanted to share this quote um, from David White. He's a poet. He said, vulnerability is not a weakness, a passing indisposition. <laughs> vulnerability is not a weakness, a passing indisposition, or something we can arrange to do without. Vulnerability is not a choice. Vulnerability is the underlying ever-present an abiding undercurrent of our natural state. To run from vulnerability is to run from the essence of our nature. The attempt to be invulnerable is the vain attempt to be something we are not, and most especially to close off our understanding of the grief of others. More seriously, refusing our vulnerability 
We refuse the help needed at every turn of our existence and immobilize the essential title and conversational foundations of our identity. Mm. And I know that quote was a lot, but I feel like he really summed it up in a great way of, you know, we kind of think of vulnerability of being something scary that we can avoid, but the reality is like we can't avoid it. So understanding that and then being able to like harness the power in that Mm. is where you can really unlock your power. Mm. I love, I love that quote. And I love that in there, um, you said something about running away from our true nature. Um, And I feel like that definitely stuck with me because I don't know. um, I actually didn't ask you this, but do you have I know you're all about definitions. Did you get a vulnerability definition? I actually did. Excuse me one second. <clears throat> um, and it was really interesting looking up the definition because I looked at multiple definitions for vulnerability and vulnerable from a lot of different dictionaries and different websites. And in general, they all have very negative wording and very negative connotation around it um the gist of it is um the gist of it is being susceptible to physical or emotional harm or damage Mm. and i feel like that definition doesn't sound ideal (laughs) like it doesn't (laughs) sound good to make yourself susceptible to that. Um, But another definition that I liked more said, being capable of being physically or emotionally wounded. Mm. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it's gonna happen. It doesn't mean that, you know, there's an increased chance that you're actually gonna get hurt, but it just means you're opening up to be capable of Mm. that, which to me is also opening up to be capable of everything else. Yes, the opposite. Mm-hmm. The capable or being capable of whatever the opposite of getting hurt is, or the the plus side, the good side. Um, I'm sure I will quote Brene Brown a gazillion times um, through this. So, um, but her definition of vulnerability is vulnerability at the is at the core of fear, shame, anxiety, but also is the birthplace of joy, love, belonging, creativity, and faith. And I think what I love about that is that it's not just the bad side of that. It's not just opening up to being hurt, but it's also exactly what you said. Can you open yourself up to all of the opposite of that? Um, Which I feel like she worded very well. literally joy love belonging and i feel like belonging is a very big one when it comes to vulnerability um but really thinking about that i feel like when we think of vulnerability everyone in the comments was talking about being naked being you know cringing bad feelings um but i think a big part of that goes or like everything that i had read on vulnerability vulnerability and shame is a word that comes up together all the time shame discomfort um and there was a shame discomfort and failure were the three words that i saw come up with vulnerability over and over and over again and 
what I love about Brene Brown is that she brings courage into it. Um, and I mean, what, what are your thoughts on, I know you mentioned like the negatives and the positive. How do you feel about just that? Um, I feel like, well, one thing I read, which sparked this thought, <laughs> was that a lot of times when we think of vulnerability, like you said, like we jump to the negative and we're actually associating the feelings of shame mm. and rejection and fear and failure. And we're associating all of those feelings with vulnerability. But vulnerability does not equal shame. And a lot of times, like, it's very in line with like fear fear of anything a lot of times the fear of whatever it is is a lot worse than actually facing the event like we cat catastrophize these mm. things in our mind and that causes us to f not want to feel vulnerable because we feel like the other person's going to judge us or this we're going to be rejected or we're going to be hurt or the situation isn't going to go how we want and it all just comes down to the fear of not knowing what the outcome is going to be. But all of that isn't vulnerability. Like, that's not mm. what vulnerability is. That's just the shame all around it. But I really relate um, to what you said about, you know, having to open yourself up to potentially experience that in order to experience everything else. Um, something I read said that vulnerability opens you up to a plethora of feelings, good and bad. But only through being vulnerable can you unlock the limitless potential that you have in yourself. Mm. And that's what I think where it can be really interesting when you kind of look at the different layers of vulnerability. And I do think that it takes courage to be vulnerable, though. Like, I don't think it's just like, okay, this is super easy. I'm, I don't think you just think, okay, I'm going to be vulnerable and now you're vulnerable forever. I think at every situation, it takes courage and it takes bravery to actually be out there with your full self, living your full truth and being vulnerable. But I think it's worth it because that's how you're even putting yourself out there to experience everything and to really experience what it is to be a human. Mm. I love that you said that. And the other definition that I have is vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up when you can't control the outcome. Vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage. And I think oftentimes, I don't think before doing any research on this, I would have put courage and vulnerability in the same, like as the not necessarily the same word, but in the same area. And I think, I don't know, like thinking back to a time where either you've been vulnerable or see somebody be vulnerable, how much courage had to go into that for you to even open yourself up to that. But also, I think when we talk about like the courage and the shame, I think we attempt to look more normal than we actually are or more together than we actually are not realizing that we're all on the same boat we all cringe at vulnerability <laughs> we all have things about us that we maybe would rather somebody not know or certain things that maybe we'd rather not vocalize um but once we have the courage to be able to say the thing or do the thing 
or whatever it is that we've been vulnerable about, um, I feel like that's when, oh, sorry, that, um, I feel like that's when, yes, you've opened yourself up to that negative, but how much more freeing is it? No matter what happens next, no matter what, I think my personal definition of vulnerability and after reading and seeing everything is really being true to yourself and being 100% you and being able to speak your truth even when it sucks because sometimes it's going to suck and you said it in the first quote it's not something we can run away from sometimes we just we just have to get through it sometimes we just have to push through it and see what the outcome is good or bad right absolutely you just have to face those things head on because ignoring your fears and your emotions doesn't make them disappear the only way to actually grow from it and move past it is to face it head on i actually saw this little graphic that said vulnerability does not equal shame vulnerability equals strength Hmm. and that it's kind of a paradox because a lot of times people think they have to be strong first and then like maybe vulnerable comes after then they feel safe to open up but you actually have to like be vulnerable at the beginning and that in itself is the strength Mm. and I actually have a quote from Brene Brown Ah. and she she said that you don't want to wonder what life would be like if you had the courage to show up for yourself and that's I think one huge part of vulnerability that to me is almost the most important more so than being vulnerable with other people, but being vulnerable with yourself. So you actually can be acting from a place of your authentic self to even be vulnerable with other people. I actually have a question for you. Do you think you can be vulnerable with other people if you're not vulnerable with yourself? I love that you asked that because I was going to ask you a question very similar. Um, So I feel like yes, yes, and no, um, I think there's different levels to vulnerability. And I think sometimes being vulnerable with ourselves is probably the hardest. Um, I think being able, like, you're the only person you can't hide from. You were, you're the only person that you, you know exactly what you do. You know exactly what you think. You know exactly what you didn't do that you said you were going to do and vice versa. Um, and you're the only person that you can't hide from behind closed doors. And I think sometimes being vulnerable with yourself is the hardest thing to do. Um, and I think we can be vulnerable, like, let's say, maybe at, at a job, um, admitting that we were wrong, or maybe asking for help, or maybe in a relationship expressing some feelings. But are you being vulnerable with yourself enough to know where you lie in the problem when we're talking about you know, having that conversation maybe with a partner. Cool, you can be vulnerable enough to sit here and say, hey, this is how I'm feeling. But are you vulnerable enough with yourself to understand, hey, this is how I'm feeling and this is how I'm making you feel. Or this is what I did to make myself, to to add to the situation. So I do think you can be vulnerable with others um, and not necessarily be vulnerable with yourself. But I think being vulnerable with yourself is probably the most important, um, even though it's, maybe not the easiest yeah i definitely agree about that because 
I think it's that next step of taking the responsibility of your own thoughts and actions and having that self-awareness. Um, something I was listening, yeah, some, something I was listening to said, vulnerability is the key to self-awareness because it is having that look with yourself in the mirror on a completely vulnerable level. Um, but in the same side, having that conversation with yourself in the mirror and being vulnerable, not just to a place where, you know, you're like really reflecting on how you feel and what you did, but you're accepting yourself for it. I think that's part of vulnerability is opening up with, with love and with compassion and being able to show that to yourself. And then from there, you're able to show that to others too. Mm. I think, you know, a lot of times on this podcast, we talk about everything is happening for my greater good or, you know, the universe is always conspiring in my favor. And I think so many times we're like, even when we talk about the negative behind vulnerability, like when you're sitting here and knowing that everything's happening in your favor anyways, can it be the same with vulnerability? Can it be the same with, okay, I'm releasing this truth or I'm accepting this truth or whatever the case may be. And whatever comes from that, it's your honest, true self. And I feel like that's where the self-awareness comes in and all of that. But again, not easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, But so, so worth it. So worth it. Another quote from Brene Brown. She said, if we keep hiding from ourselves, we'll never become the person we dream of becoming. Hmm. And the only way to not hide from yourself is to be vulnerable with yourself. And that like deepens your connection to yourself, which then allows you to be your authentic self when you're out there with other people and be vulnerable with other people, which is what we all want, which is I think is an interesting thing because it's, it's like a known thing that in our human nature innately is to have connection with other humans and to be understood and seen by other humans. Like we all have a desire to be seen by other people, even if we're really introverted or we don't think that we have that desire, it's just part of our like animal instinct. (laughs) So you can't deny it. And the only way to really be understood by other people is to be acting as your, from, I keep saying acting, but you know what I mean? Like coming from a place as your authentic self And you can only reach that by being vulnerable with yourself and with that other person. It's like a whole, a whole domino effect. Yes. Um, And sometimes something that I, I loved learning about, reading about, and kind of just really looking at it within myself and like other people as well. Um, But leaning into vulnerability, leaning into vulnerability isn't the easiest thing, but also um so a lot of the vulnerability like stuff that i've learned i've learned through Brene brown she does a lot of um leadership and vulnerability and ooh, there's so much of all of this that i love but um she talks about armored leadership versus daring leadership armored leadership coming from a place of being a knower and being right and daring leadership being a learner and getting it right And I feel like oftentimes 
Um, and this doesn't necessarily have to be in the leadership world only, um, but I've definitely seen it in there. Um, we think that if we don't know the stuff or, you know, if you are not 100% right, then you don't know anything or you don't bring enough value or you're not that great leader that you are aiming to be. But she talks about daring leadership, normalizing that, normalizing the vulnerability and being a learner, getting it right, asking the right questions. And she said, um, leaders don't know everything and they don't expect to have all the answers. Leaders ask very beautiful questions. And I thought that was beautiful because how often do you feel like you don't know something or like it's happened to me um let me know if this has happened to you but maybe you feel like you don't know something you don't you don't necessarily want to ask and you don't want to ask for help you don't want to ask the question because you're gonna maybe you'll feel like oh i don't feel smart or i feel kind of dumb for having to ask this stupid question but as soon as you ask it somebody's like oh that's a great question oh yeah let me help you and all of a sudden it's a positive thing even though it felt so crappy in the first place um but when we, you know, when we talk about daring leadership versus armored leadership, one of the biggest things that she had on there was tapping out of hard versus hard conversations versus skilling up for hard conversations. Can we get our skills up to really know how to handle these hard conversations and maybe have different different reactions? Maybe we don't now maybe now we no longer cringe at the feeling of vulnerability or tough conversations and maybe being the vulnerable one to say something um but skilling up and having different skills that make us empathetic sympathetic um little things like that and being able to have those conversations but something there was a survey that they had conducted and the number one behavior that makes leaders trust a person more is asking for help, is the actual act of vulnerability, is somebody sitting here and saying, hey, I actually do need help, or hey, I actually don't understand this. And I thought that that was so interesting. <laughs> um, do you feel like anytime somebody has been vulnerable with you, do you feel like you come from a place of, oh, like, I'm looking for the right way to ask this question. Do you feel like vulner when somebody's vulnerable with you, you automatically trust them a little bit more, almost giving them giving you an open door to have that vulnerable moment as well? Or do you still shy away from that? Ooh, good question. I think when other people have been vulnerable with me, it definitely opens that door. It, it creates that first level of like trust. I feel like when someone shares something about themselves or maybe asks a question that puts them in a vulnerable stance it does create that level of trust where now it's like okay well they've been vulnerable with me so i can be vulnerable too um but i think it's important not to wait for someone else to be vulnerable first mm. for before you're vulnerable um something i read said that if you're waiting on someone else to make you feel safe before you open up you'll be waiting forever. So I think that's also something that I've heard in leadership stuff before is 
sharing something first like you being the one to open that door first you being the one to be vulnerable first so that other person does feel comfortable to do it back but i think it is something we could work on to just be willing to be vulnerable even if the other person isn't first but i think it's definitely something that isn't as normalized in our society for whatever reason i think a lot of people you know grow up in different situations but still with a common theme to not really put all their cards on the table or not really be all the way out there with their emotions and not ask for help i think that's something that a lot of different people experience like i said in a lot of different like life situations and i wonder where it all comes from like i feel like it is very humanizing to know and understand that everyone experiences all of these things and like to normalize being vulnerable and being the person to ask that question that you know like I just wonder if it goes back to also going through like a school system where you know you have some teachers who are very open to questions and you have other teachers who are like you should have learned that two chapters ago So does that like start the conditioning of us not wanting to ask for help? I feel like all of it does. Even the way you take tests is just like right or wrong. Here's your grade. But like, you know what I mean? Like if there was like more of a way that in society, it was just so much normal to ask for help and ask questions, then I think it would be a lot less scary to be vulnerable. But in our society, it's not like that. So for us to be the one to like go out there and do that really does take courage. But even still, this actually reminds me of something you said um, on our last episode. We were talking about the inner child. Um, Something that you had mentioned that really stuck with me actually was we talk about, you know, all these effects that we've had on the inner child, all these things that we've gotten from our parents. And you mentioned even if you had the perfect parent that listened and, you know, took care of your emotions there's always going to be somewhat something of that inner child trauma. Um, And I feel like you, I think it was specifically that you had said, you know, sometimes parents are just, they just don't, you know, kids ask the same question over and over and over and over again. At what point, you know, does it stop being like, okay, it's time to quiet down. Um, So yeah, I agree. I feel like from a very young age, we're always told just, you know, let it go <laughs> or i don't know the answer or yeah like it it is what it is type of it is what it is um so yeah i i just it brought me back to that episode and i had to just point that out because i feel like it goes very hand in hand um but also and this is just a side like a quick little side note we talked about um hold on we've talked about all these things with vulnerability and we talk a lot about like shame and you know like sadness of vulnerability but also realizing that vulnerability can come from a place of anger and rage and hysteria um and how do we how do you manage that how do we navigate those emotions to make them good emotions and do you think that Do you think that angry vulnerability can still lead to a good outcome? I think it can, 
But I think that also goes to show the power of and the need for vulnerability with yourself. Because I feel like anger is usually an emotion that we use to displace something else that we're actually feeling. Um, Carl Lowenthal of the podcast Unfuck Your Brain, which is one of my favorite podcasts, she does a lot of stuff on thought work. And one of the big things is not only your thoughts preceding your action, but like the thought that preceded that thought. Or like the kind of like the cycle of like your reactions and thoughts and emotions. So sometimes an example was sometimes that we feel anger or like we act out of anger and have like in a moment where maybe we tell someone like, hey, I really don't like how you did that. And that's a vulnerable moment, like sharing that feeling with someone is being vulnerable and maybe it's coming from a place of anger but maybe if we were a little more vulnerable with ourselves, we would know that what they did doesn't actually make us mad but maybe it makes us feel something else about something else or maybe it makes us aware of an insecurity that we have i feel like anger is often a defense mechanism but i feel like you could still have that vulnerable moment and it lead to some type of positive outcome or growth but i feel like more often than not in angry type of moments and situations there's not always a positive outcome right then Mm. but i think it could still be part of like bigger growth um yeah i agree i agree i'm actually glad i asked the question but i i definitely agree with you and yeah i think it goes right back to I feel like everything can have the that positive outcome but um yeah sorry that was just I saw it on my notes and I had to put it out there um I knew you'd have a really good answer for that so thank you thank you for asking (laughs) so I know we've gone did sorry were you gonna say something next um no. Okay. No, no, go ahead. Okay. Um, I feel like there's so much that I want to say and so little time. Um, so I'm sorry I'm a little scattered, but I think also, okay, when we talk about, I had asked you that question about having somebody open up to you. And you said it's important to, you know, not let somebody always be the first. Um, But also something that I really like about that is you mentioned about it's very humanizing to know that we're all feeling these things like we've all gone the same way. And I feel like that is a big thing. Um, Something I was listening to said a lot of the times the good that comes from vulnerability can be increased connection, respect, humanizing us and can be the bedrock of friendship. And I thought that that was like a really big thing. A story that I had heard was, which might be a Brene Brown story actually, um, was her daughter coming home and she was talking about something that happened to her and she didn't necessarily want to tell her friends. And she was like, how do I, you know, how do I do this? And she said, well, trust is like a marble jar. And you know, it, it, she was in school, they were putting marbles in the jar for every time they did something good. And she was like, trust is like a marble jar. You put a marble jar every time somebody does something that increases that trust. So 
you know, if they do something and now you see that you can count on them or they'll look out for you. And every time they do something good for you, you put a marble in that marble jar. And then trust is really looking at that marble jar and be like, hey, can I count on you to be vulnerable with you? Really having that space to really, okay, did I already build that trust? Um, but I feel like once we have that, yes, okay, I trust you. Yes, okay, I can be vulnerable with you. I feel like what comes next is so big for any kind of relationship, a friendship, um, you know, a teacher-student relationship, mentor-mentee relationship, friendship all around. I feel like it just gets bigger um, and it gives an open door for so much. I definitely agree. Do you think having like some phases of vulnerability in any type of relationship is necessary for that relationship to be long term and to be like a a good deep relationship? I think yes, yes, yes. I don't think I don't think you could have um a deep relationship without the vulnerability because and I mean that goes back to the question that you asked about being vulnerable with yourself. What does the relationship with yourself look like? But also having that vulnerability with somebody. I think there's been plenty of times where, and we mentioned that we might mention this on the podcast, but there's been times where we maybe haven't felt our best. You know, there's been plenty of times where we've maybe been like, hey, I'm, I'm not feeling my best self today. Or, hey, I'm not really feeling like recording tonight and being able to have those conversations. I feel like not only can deepen a relationship because I feel like clearly since starting this podcast, we've gotten a lot closer and just gained that deeper relationship, but not only that, but give you that feeling of relief of, okay, I'm human and you're human and we feel these things and all of a sudden I feel better and now I do feel like going live and now I'm super excited to be live and just having that sense of relief and I feel like when you asked me earlier you know vulnerability what's the first thing I think of I I do think of like that cringy feeling but I also think of the relief after um yes no matter what comes next yes I think that's so beautiful and that is part of like that humanizing and relating like that because it helps you to be able to one understand that people feel the same thing like we all go through similar types of emotions and feelings and being able to share that with someone like and just having them see you in that moment and and kind of like validate what you're feeling and what you're experiencing like relieves it and I don't think it's necessarily putting those emotions on someone else I think sometimes people can definitely overshare and displace their emotions and expect people to like take some burden on. But I don't think it has to be that. I think you can be vulnerable and you can share. And just that act of sharing and being seen lets you just let it go. Like up to no one. Now no one's holding on to it. You just let it go. And I think that's really beautiful. Um Go ahead. I it was just this, okay, so on um I like that you said like nobody's holding on to it. You just let it go. Um, and I have here written, good vulnerability doesn't expect another person to fix our issue. It's sharing a tricky part of ourselves with hope that they will be emboldened to feel more at ease with their own less dignified selves. Mm. 
I love that because that has the perspective that not only am I being vulnerable to help myself in this moment and not only for you to be vulnerable back right now but for you to know that it's okay to even be vulnerable and that's what I think is amazing about it is really normalizing being vulnerable and the more that you show yourself being vulnerable just makes other people like be like okay I could do it too um that being said Steph do you you have any like main experience that sticks out to you or something that you think of of a time that you were vulnerable and what was the outcome like so i actually thought about this so much um and i feel like there's been there's so many times that i can think of like thinking to the first time that there's i'll give like a couple of just small examples um but thinking about the first time that i was asked to speak in front of a crowd or on stage i feel like that was a lot of vulnerability like putting my story out there putting myself out there and never never thinking that i'd be the person to talk on stage and then being on stage and talking in front of so many people that was such a big thing but getting off that stage and having people come to you and say, hey, thank you for sharing this. Hey, you impacted me in this way because that that's the relief that I think of. Um, I was actually having a brief conversation with Ruby before this. Um, and I asked her, I was like, hey, can you think about a time where I had been vulnerable with you and it had a good outcome? And at first, like there's so many things I could think of, you know, in a relationship, I feel like vulnerability is really important. But the first thing she said was, you know, in the beginning of our relationship, um, I'm sure I've mentioned on here before that my dad's an addict. And at the time when I had first met Ruby, things weren't necessarily going their best. Um, and she said, you remember when, you know, you let me around and you still let me meet your dad and you still like, you know, kept me informed on all that was happening. And I literally looked at her and said, okay, but what good came from that? And she was like, sometimes it's not just what, you know, what happens for you. It just made me want to love you more. <laughs> and I think sometimes we don't realize the little positive outcomes that come from other places. How you said, sometimes it's not being vulnerable for yourself in that moment. Sometimes it's being vulnerable for that other person in that moment. Um, so I just thought that that was like, I actually wasn't going to share that at first. But when you said being, you know, being vulnerable for that other person, I feel like right there, that's what that made me think of was just, oh, like all I did was share what was happening in my life. And yes, that was very vulnerable, but you just wanted to love me more. Like that was. I, I love that. <laughs> I love that. And like you said, like it was being vulnerable because it was something, you know, deeply personal but it was just you living your life and what was happening to you right then it wasn't like oh let me think about a crazy personal thing to tell you it was just like hey this is literally my life right now and that's what being vulnerable is it's just like being yourself right then and that just is a perfect example of how powerful it can be to like deepen connections and create a sense of intimacy mm. yes and Oh, I was going to say something, but you said that and that was so good. Um, I lost it, but I'll, I'm sure I'll remember it and come back to it. But what about you? What about a time where you were vulnerable? Um, 
I, I was thinking about some different personal examples to share before this, and th that felt like a very vulnerable act in itself. <laughs> like, even to share something of a time that I was vulnerable is, like, reopening what all of that was. So an example that I thought of that I thought could be relatable is when I moved out here to LA to a brand new city after living in the same city that I was born in, lived there for 22 years, um, and then moved to a brand new city for the first time and looking to, you know, have my own sense of community out here and to make new friends was a very vulnerable experience for me because something I have really been growing through um, most of my life is being more confident to put myself out there. And I used to say that, oh, I'm shy, but I realized I'm not shy, I love to talk, I'll talk to anyone that listens, but it's just that initial moment when you first meet someone, like, what are you gonna talk about, you know? I feel like in that, ex that moment is a really vulnerable moment to me when you're having that first impression, they're having the first impression of you, like, I'm like kind of nervous just thinking about that. <laughs> so it was a very vulnerable experience for me to put myself out there and go to different places and talk to random people in public and like, because like also how do you make friends when you're an adult? Like you're not in school, you don't have something that connects you to people directly. So at the gym, I would talk to people and like just different places and the first few months, a lot of the first people that I met and even some people I like hung out with kind of rejected me and maybe I kind of rejected them too, but in a way, like we just didn't vibe. Um, it's not like anyone was directly mean to me, but you know, like we just, we didn't vibe. So that felt like a moment of being vulnerable and then being rejected and like failing. And that was actually mm. a really hard thing to get over. And it made me kind of withdraw into myself for a few months and not even talk to new people because I was so scared of putting myself in that vulnerable state again. But then I was so lonely and I was like, well, the only way to make friends is going to be to put myself in that vulnerable state again. And maybe people will reject me or you know, we won't vibe and like we won't become friends or maybe we'll become friends. But the only way that we're gonna become friends is if I do that. So, you know, put myself out there again. And eventually I did meet some really amazing people out here in LA and I did make friends. And there was some other people along the way that I didn't become friends with. And there's a few people that I consciously know is because it was my choice. <laughs> I actually didn't vibe them. So, you know, that was a moment where they were also vulnerable and maybe they felt rejected from me. Um, I think it's always a two-way street. And I think it was so powerful to have those moments of, you know, being rejected of the friendship because that still was a growing moment to, again, gain more confidence in myself. Maybe they, they weren't my friend because I acted super weird because I was super nervous, you know? <laughs> like, I think it all is a growing thing. Um, and just putting yourself out there again and getting back into that state, you know, eventually confronting those feelings head on is how you'll be able to grow past them. Um, and another example I have is actually sharing this podcast with you, Steph, and being vulnerable together with each other in conversation and with all of our listeners and viewers. And, you know, I get kind of anxious and nervous <laughs> before every single episode, even though I've definitely had more confidence since we've been doing more of them. But 
I have to look myself in the mirror and actually like, give myself a pep talk every time because it does feel very vulnerable for one to be here live <laughs> because there is no redo. Like if I say something, it's out there and then we save this and put this out on a podcast. So not only are we here live, but this is like out in the internet forever. Um, so I think it's vulnerable. Plus what we talk about and our own personal experiences to share, like I think it's one of the most vulnerable things that I do right now. But I think it's also one of the main things that has propelled so much growth for me. Mm-hmm. So it goes hand in hand. No. How do you feel? Do you feel vulnerable on the podcast? Oh my gosh, all the time. And like, I mean, I can't tell you guys, like, you know, everybody who listens, how many times like you and I will be on calls beforehand and just be like, hey, do you think I should say this about myself? Or do you think this is a story that I should say on live? And sometimes those things are scary because like you said, this is going to be out there forever. Like this is going to be on, I mean, just out there on the internet. And I feel like to know that, um, and like you said, being live, like if I mess up, I mess up. You guys are seeing it. (laughs) Everybody's seeing it or hearing it. Um, But I, I also think that that is the beauty of vulnerability is being our authentic selves. And I think I think when we really take a look at vulnerability, like how are so many of us going without being vulnerable in our day-to-day lives? And can you be your truest self without being vulnerable? Um, Because I think, Stacey, and you can let me know if you disagree, but I think we would be doing a disservice to all of the Harnessing Your Power listeners, if we didn't come as our true authentic selves and who we are right now. Um, And honestly, going back and listening to old episodes, I can hear our growth. Like I can hear and see our growth and it's crazy. So um, yes, I absolutely feel vulnerable doing this every single week. And the more we grow, um, the more excited I get you know, Stacy was talking about the upgrades that we're making and having the mic up and having everything set up. I was just like, ooh, I'm nervous. Even though we've been doing this for weeks um, and months, months, we've been doing this for months and it still feels so nerve wracking, but it's so rewarding at the same exact time. Exactly, exactly. It really is. Um, and one other time that I actually shared something very vulnerable about myself that I have experienced is in one of our past episodes but because it was such a vulnerable moment we actually decided not to put it out as a podcast but it is a bonus episode that you can find on our YouTube so you can look us up on YouTube at the Harnessing Your Power podcast and it is titled bonus Q&A Um, It's actually a shorter episode too, and it gets pretty vulnerable. So go give it a listen. I think part of us becoming more comfortable being vulnerable is seeing other people be vulnerable. Hmm. Um, So just wanted to plug that. And I did want to end it with kind of like some tangible takeaways, but did you have any last thoughts or any amazing quotes from Brene Brown that you want to share? Um, no, but when we talked about, well, no to the quotes, but when we talked about, um, just last thoughts, we've been talking about, you know, being our truest selves. And I feel like anybody who listens to us 
um, and is on here is probably searching to be their truest self and their highest self. Um, and I think we've maybe already touched this, but do you think that it is possible to grow into maybe not your highest self, um, but your, a higher version of your current self without being vulnerable? Like not necessarily, like does that make sense? Like do you think that you can still find growth without the vulnerability? I don't think so because I think that goes back to some of the beginning points we had that rejecting being vulnerable is rejecting the chance to experience any emotion mm. and any feeling. I don't think that you can even feel true happiness and satisfaction and all of that without being vulnerable. Mm. I think you have to open yourself up to both. So I don't think you can actually see growth. I mean, I think you can see growth without being vulnerable, but I think eventually you'll hit like a roadblock. And like, I think you can only get so far. And then if you really want to like get to your highest self up here, you have to be vulnerable. I think that's why I reworded the question too. Um, but somebody did ask in the chat to repeat the name of the YouTube. The name of the YouTube is the Harnessing Your Power podcast. I hope you got it. <laughs> yes, thank you for asking. Um, so to end it with some tangibles that if you are looking to be more vulnerable in your life because honestly that's a goal that I have now and even saying it out loud kind of sounds like a weird goal because there's so much of that like negative connotation we have to break around it so if you're looking to be more vulnerable in your life or if you want to just acknowledge and be aware of where you already are vulnerable from this blog called well and good they give a few ways to strengthen your vulnerability the first thing is to define vulnerability for yourself Ask yourself, what would it look like for me to become more vulnerable? Where you might be more vulnerable in your life, what different changes you might see, what positive outcome is going to come from that. Get to know yourself, talk to yourself in the mirror, and practice facing yourself with compassion and love. So facing yourself in the mirror and being vulnerable, but with compassion and love because that allows you to not only have more compassion and love with other people, but the more you have compassion and love with yourself, the more other people will have compassion and love with you too. So it's kind of like a full on every side of it. The next thing is get familiar with feeling vulnerable and get familiar with what it feels like in your body. So for me, <laughs> vulnerability kind of gives me those like physical feelings of nervousness um if i'm being honest my hands get sweaty <laughs> incredibly they're like sweating right now every single time after the live i go out of the room and i go to see my boyfriend and i'll go to like give him a hug or something and he's like your hands are so sweaty and i'm like i know i can't help it because i feel so vulnerable um you know maybe your heart beats a little faster, butterflies in your tummy, like what does it physically feel like? And get aware of that and get comfortable with that. Instead of when you feel your heart start to be faster, instead of letting that lead to more anxiety and fear, just acknowledge it and get comfortable with it. The next thing is to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. Do something new 
or change a current behavior. Share your truth and take responsibility of your thoughts. And I think sharing your truth is a really powerful one too. I think sometimes it's hard for us to share a truth if it's something that goes against maybe like what everyone else thinks or maybe what we're even supposed to think. But the more that we just start to express that, the easier it gets. And one example I actually wanted to bring up earlier about asking questions or about sharing your truth and being okay not to know something. A great example of this that we've all experienced and a very simple one that, you know, your emotions can kind of take out of it is with music. I feel like especially when we were younger in middle school and high school, you know, people would be like, oh, have you heard of like this artist? Like, oh, do you like this song? And you're like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, or you're like, oh, no, like, of course, no one likes them. Like, I feel like music is something that we get really influenced with by other people. And we also sometimes feel embarrassed to say we've never heard of it because mm. then maybe we're not like cool enough or whatever. So I challenge you to share your truth on the music that you like, <laughs> because I think that's a very easy place that we can start to really get to know ourselves and act as our authentic self. Because again, it's something we should be able to take our emotions out of. At this point, be confident in your music taste <laughs> and share that truth. I think that could be a great exercise of like a first place to start becoming aware of that. I actually really agree with that um, because I remember sharing like my music taste and people would be like, you listen to that? Why? Why is that the reaction? But that is a very good relatable example. Um, and really quick, you said facing self with compassion and love. And I think that that's so good, but also realizing like what. So in your example, you mentioned that, you know, there were some people I didn't even want to be friends with. And maybe that was them being vulnerable to me. And, you know, maybe I rejected them, but really just facing people with compassion and love. And that doesn't necessarily mean we see eye to eye or we vibe, but it's just, hey, it is what it is and this is my truth um mm. and i think that's i think that's the biggest thing like still being able to respect somebody else's truth but knowing mm -hmm. your truth and sometimes like it's vulnerable to be like well your truth isn't my truth um or maybe not the truth or maybe just the way you see things isn't the way i see things um but being able to just you know face yourself with that compassion and love and face others with that compassion and love. I feel like is always the goal. Seeing from other people's point of views. Yes. Seeing both sides and exactly, still coming with exactly. love. Right, right. And I think that is even a more ultimate level of vulnerability. Mm. Having your own truth and being able to see someone else's and just share that experience. Mm. I love that. Yeah. With that being said, is there anything else you want to add today? I feel like there's so much I could add, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, was my main point, and I know we had discussed how this topic kind of ties in to some other topics we were planning on discussing, so if anything we talked about resonated with you, tune in to some of our upcoming episodes, because we are going to dive into some of these aspects a little bit deeper. Mm, so excited for that yes me um, too. 
So with that being said, thank you everybody who's on live with us right now. Everybody who is here every single week. I love seeing familiar names. Um, thank you for anybody who's listening to the recording or watching us on YouTube. Um, we truly do appreciate your support. Without you guys, we wouldn't be here. And thank you, Stacy, for being on here with me every single week. We always talk about how much of a growth journey this is, and I am so grateful for you. I am so grateful for harnessing your power and everybody who's on this journey with us. Yes, thank you so much. So much gratitude for you, Steph, and for all of you here with us. See you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>